Hello, 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 and welcome back to A Date with Sugar and Spice, the podcast where we talk about dating, love, and questionable terms for significant others serving an LDS mission. So what do you mean by questionable? I'm interested to hear. Let's just say that last week we sent a voice memo to a certain missionary, uh, and he was not super enthused about the possibility of being referred to as Mishboyf. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I probably wouldn't be either. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's fair, but it made for a good podcast title. So no, I respect that. Yeah, but enough about me, um, listeners. Allow me to introduce today's guest, the wonderful Mason Francis, also known as People's Choice SU Royalty. Bow down, peasants. Do you feel like royalty? Mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm too chill to feel like royalty. I just like that's fair. I, I mean, it's people's choice, so it's like it. I feel like that's the chill title, True. right? I do feel like that's what chill. it remind remind the audience what you did for your talent. For my talent, I sang "Thunderstruck" really obnoxiously. It was so obnoxious, oh, yeah. and it that was the best part. Oh yeah, it was a good time. I loved it. Mason, would you like some applause? Uh, sure. All right, Nate. Can we can we get can we get the man some applause in here? So for our audience members who haven't figured it out already, this is this is episode five. So you should know that Nate is our podcast editor and likes to do some sound effects sometimes. So more applause, please. Mason also has some fun stories to share with us today. I mean, you know, I got a few. It'll be a good time. Yeah. But before we start telling stories, how about you introduce yourself? Sure. So obviously, as you already know, I'm Mason. Um, I am a in this on the student senate with SUSA. I represent students in the College of Engineering and Computational Science, the college with the longest name. Uh, By also, far. Definitely. <laughs> also the College of Nerds, that's for sure. The College of Nerds. Is that is that a nickname or is that kind of self-proclaimed title? It's kind of a self-proclaimed title just because it's got math people, computer people, engineering people. Then you can then be kind of, th- you know, aviation people are in there too. Doesn't necessarily mean they're nerds, but, you know, they could they could fit in, I guess. Really? So are the aviation majors like the black sheep of the major? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I definitely say so. I didn't even know that they were under your jurisdiction, if you will. Yeah, I think they're only with us because we, they, there was nobody, nowhere else to put them. <laughs> so they literally, they're in your college because they didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, pretty much. So what do you have to say to all aviation majors? Um, we are glad you're here. I'm not trying to like alienate you by any means. We're, we are super glad to have you. Aviation's dope. That's awesome. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Um, but, but I want a little bit of tea on the college first. Like, do you have, you called yourself the college of nerds, which of all of those majors is the nerdiest? That's a really, it's a hard question to answer. It's, I feel like it's probably spread mostly among math majors and computer science and cybersecurity majors. Mm. And remind us what your major is. My majors are computer science and Spanish. Okay, so you would you consider the, yourself the nerdiest major? Um, or does, do you think the Spanish like kind of counterbalances that? Um, I think computer science is definitely, definitely a nerdy major. Although I'm kind of the exception I'm not as I'm definitely still a nerd but I'm more of a more of a social nerd okay 
a, a social nerd. What do you mean by social nerd? Well, my personal experience is most nerds aren't. They kind of keep to themselves. They kind of keep in their little groups. Um, I'm a whole lot more outgoing than most of the, f- the people in my department that I've met, at least. Right. I love I love the 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 nerd title, and I think so. I mean, this is a dating podcast. Uh, so how does that affect? How does that affect the dating prospects? Like, do you find that that being a nerd like makes it harder or makes it different or like w- like what's what's the vibe? Um, for me, not really for me, just because I'm social and I go out of my way to talk to people. For others, yeah, I could see that being more of a problem, um, especially when some interests with people you want to date might not overlap as much. Right. So like. If you want to talk about computers for the whole date and your date doesn't. Probably, yeah, probably not. Good <laughs> okay, well, so you said that you, you don't really struggle with that, but you definitely know people who do, right? Yeah, I definitely know people who are, I think it's more because they kind of keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's more the thing. Um, it's not that there's not people for them out there. I think they just kind of keep to themselves. Right. So what would you suggest for those people? Like what if they want to, how are, how are the nerds going to find each other? How are the nerds going to find each other? Well, um, I think looking, looking for common interests for sure. Um, getting involved in ways you can and being social in ways you feel more comfortable with. Sometimes you got to go outside your comfort zone though. Right. So I definitely recommend that. Okay. Okay. And so tell us about your dating experiences being, being a nerd, if you will, I'll use that term, you know, as a, as a compliment, because you certainly know more about computers than I do. What, what has it been like for you? Or, or isn't that maybe not, does that not matter as much to you? I don't really feel like that matters as much to me because when I have interests or things I like that are kind of, I don't know, more unique to me, I just kind of like try not to focus on those as much and try to find the common ground more. For me, it's not so much of a problem. Okay, cool. So so tell us, how has that worked for you? What, or, or have you had any any recent um, successful dates where you were able to do that and really make a connection or even just make a new friend? Um. Yeah, definitely. I feel like generally I've generally I've 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 been able to do that for quite a while. And honestly, it's it's just been a good experience in general, honestly. Just okay. trying to like find common ground with people. And I think that's like a good general dating tip anyway, is to find common ground with people because then it gives you something to connect over, you know. Right. So find common ground. You know, make sure that the person is is somewhat interested in what you want to talk about, right? You got to find something to talk about while you're at Pizza Hut or at Buffalo Wild Wings or, um, you know, I'm just referencing some, some past episodes. If you know, you know. Um, but what about when that doesn't work? Do you think there's times that that don't work? Have you ever had like any horror story dates where it was just you could not find common ground? Um, yeah, kind of. And it just, I don't know, kind of makes for some awkward silences, I guess, which is not fun, really, ever. But, I don't know, you just keep trying, keep asking questions, keep trying to put in effort to get to know the person. 
Okay. Well, tell us about, tell us about this experience or, or tell us about your worst date. Give us, give us a story. Um, my worst date isn't really, I guess this isn't really why, I guess it, I don't even know if I'd call it my worst date because it was a good date. I just like made part of it not great. Um, I smell tea. It didn't really have to do with like finding common ground ever because we were like pretty good friends. But basically, I was at homecoming and there's this girl who I kind of liked and I was pretty sure she was kind of into me, but not sure. And I made the awful mistake. I still don't know how I did or what the thought process was of like pretty much friend zoning her while I was on the date with her. And it was not good I've you did what i friend zoned my date basically it was not great it on was homecoming night on homecoming night that yeah not good <laughs> so you're telling me that you asked a girl to homecoming is that was, you asked her oh, out yeah. you're on a date you plan something you're you guys are both dressed up ready to go to the dance i'm assuming this is before the dance and yeah. you tell her you're not interested not quite. So it wasn't an on-purpose friend zone. Mm. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I said something. And after I said it, I was like, oh, that could, oh. Like, it was going to throw a wrench in some stuff, basically. Right. I basically, it gave off a vibe I was not looking for. How all. did you react? Hated life for a little bit. And then, I don't know. Tried to move past it, I guess. What did she do? What did she do? She was not, she wasn't thrilled. She just, like, didn't say much, and I was like, oh. Was the rest of the night super awkward? Not really, honestly. Like, that one moment was not great, but the rest of it was fine, honestly, because we were already, like, really good friends, and so, like, as far as, like, spending time with each other, that was not a, not a problem. Okay, that's good. And I only ask because... Um, I've had a similar experience, more or less, um, where it was, it was my freshman year of college, and it was the paint dance, and this kid had asked me out, he'd asked me to the paint dance, and before, we went on a little date, um, and he said, hey, like, do you want to drive up the canyon, go to Cedar Breaks before this paint dance? And I said, sure, and, um, I, you know, it was going to be fun. We, we weren't getting food or anything, so it was just like quick drive, and then we go to the dance. I thought it would be fun. The problem arose when I was driving. Well, I wasn't driving. He was driving. I was in the passenger seat, and it got beyond the point of, like, 20 minutes where there was easy conversation, and then it was just like, what do we talk about? Because he kept telling me just random stories. To be honest, I don't even remember what was, you know, what he was talking to me about. And by the end of that drive, not even by the end of the whole date, but by the, by we, by the time we got to Cedar Breaks, I realized I'm not really interested in this guy. I don't think we have any common ground, like you were saying. Um, the, the commonest of all of the grounds was that he had a three-legged cat. 
and I I just really like cats. Wait, so you have the, you had common ground on having a three-legged cat. Okay, I should clarify. I don't have a three-legged cat. I just really liked his three-legged oh, cat. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so it wasn't. I mean, I I think it'd be cool to have a three-legged cat. Um, but apparent, you know, apparently those aren't super common. So I just have the normal the normal four-leg variety. Um, and everything else he talked about was was aviation because that was his major. And, um, some, he did have some cool stories. He had, he had gone on a mission to, um, Brazil. And so he had some stories about that, but like he ran out of stories and, and I ran out of like things to say because I've never been to Brazil. Um, and you know, other than liking cats, there's nothing else that we could talk about. You know, you know how difficult that is? Like, I feel like. It's always a struggle, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Once you run out of stuff to talk about, it's the worst. Because it's just like, what do we even do now? And it's it's awkward, especially when you're halfway up, like, a mountain. I didn't even have cell service. So it's not like I could even, you know. I mean, not that I, I don't think I would, like, have been on my phone during the day. I feel like that would be a little bit disrespectful. But but I maybe I could have, you know played some fun music and we could have talked about that or we could have laughed at memes or whatever it is. I, I think, I think he could use some better storytelling ability to be honest. Do you have any, so you, you mentioned your Spanish major. Where did you learn Spanish? I learned Spanish on my mission as well. So have you ever used mission stories as like date conversation? I have. And now I try not to do that because it's not, well, it's it can be relatable if the other person's been on a mission, but if they haven't, it is it's not. It's really not relatable, right? So, and not saying those aren't can't be funny stories, but do you think there's a line in between? Okay, that's funny and a funny story to tell, and then maybe okay, well, they probably aren't going to get it. Yeah, and I think also you got to think of: Are you just talking to talk, or are you talking to connect with them? That's also oh, important. Oh, okay. So you think there's an issue of intention maybe when it comes to some of these these conversations especially when dates can get awkward because I agree with you I don't think um you know this to to this person if you're listening to this this podcast um I'd like to apologize for not being interested in your stories about your three different companions um I don't remember their names very sorry I remember one had something to do with, like, something about the way he cooked or was in the kitchen or something. The other one either smelled weird or, like, just didn't wear deodorant. I did, they just weren't very engaging stories, you know? Like, like no one almost died. There weren't any cats. Uh, can you tell that there's one very easy way to get my attention? I feel like such – I feel like a nerd now. I'm not supposed to feel like a nerd. Like but a cat nerd. Like a cat nerd. I'm a I'm a cat I'm a cat lady. Cat nerd. <laughs> Maybe I should belong to the, the the nerd college. But what if you were going to give one piece of advice to all the return missionaries out there about how to tell stories, you know, about their experiences without boring the other person, what would that advice be? Um I think 
Because, like, one thing, I know what it's like when you get home from your mission and all the conversation material you have is in your mission because that's all you've done for the past two years. It's like, that makes sense. That that's all you have to talk about. But make sure you remember that when you're talking, that you're not just talking just so you can share a fun story that you think is fun, but make sure that you're, like, engaging and that you have a reason why you're sharing what you're sharing and that it's you're trying to connect with the person, not just talk to their face. Right. Okay. And I think that's the most important part. So, so do us a favor, give us an example. What, and here's your reason for telling me is because I'm asking, what is the most interesting slash wild sense slash crazy thing that happened on your mission? Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, weed. Just weed. Not, well, yeah, there is weed, not weed. We would have, I mean, we'd hear, like, gunshots and hear about crazy you, you craps and, like, murders and stuff going what? around all the time. But Sorry, like, what? That was just a regular occurrence? Oh, yeah, definitely regular. But, like, the thing is, is like, that kind of story, I don't know how to relate that to somebody. Like, That's so true. Normally, I don't share that stuff because I don't want to just, like, ramble. Right. Um, I mean, and plus, it's gunshots and murders, so and that doesn't make a... Gunshots and murders is not very relatable. No, I wouldn't say so. And so. Where did you serve? Detroit. So is that like a pretty high crime rate area? Oh yeah, for sure. It's like most dangerous city in the U.S. or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Did but you ever get in danger? Um, No, not really. You you felt pretty safe the I whole time? I felt pretty safe. It was pretty chill. I but would be scared, I think, personally. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so we've got we've got a few like tips for our nerds slash RMs. Is it okay if I group them in the same category for right now? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, I sure. think we could call, I think we could call some some RMs some missionary nerds. Sure. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Not not mishboifs, as we've learned last week. We're going to refrain from the term. Actually, Nate, would you go back and censor that? Whenever I say. See, I just did it again. Will you just we just bleep that out because it has been made very clear to me that the term is not an acceptable term. In fact, I've been told it's cringy. Um, I actually I made my boyfriend listen to a section of the podcast that we recorded last week, and uh, he cringed the entire time, and I felt very embarrassed. Felt very ashamed. Um, so we're just going to censor that from now on, right? No, none, none at all. Okay. Now let's talk about dating apps. Have you ever used a dating app? I have never used a dating app. Never, ever? Never, ever. Never in your entire life? Never, ever, never want to. Why is that? Because I like, well, personally, I like connecting with people in person. Right. Because I'm... So a more social person, but also my, my experience, well, not my experience with dating apps. I haven't had experience with dating apps. My impression of dating apps is when you're going into it and you're talking to somebody, there's already the, like uh, an expectation already there Oh, that I feel like could get in the way with becoming friends with somebody who you might become friends with anyway. So you're saying that there's certain like there's a precedent that these dating apps set, basically, that you don't get to choose. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I have some questions for you then. As someone who has never used any dating apps, 
I want your impression. I want, let, I mean, let's figure it out because let's find out what are the assumptions if you're on certain dating apps, okay? So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to name a dating app and you're going to name your impression of people who use that dating app. Oh, that's... <laughs> are you ready? Um, sure, yeah, let's do it. I mean, you've never, again, you've never used a dating app. Not any of them. Nope, not any of them. Not even like Facebook Match or whatever that. Nope, not, not <laughs> Facebook match. Good. I would have judged you. <laughs> okay, dating app number one, Tinder. Tinder. Ooh. Um. Honestly, people who are just kind of like not, they're maybe kind of particular about their people, but maybe a little less particular about the kind of people. So they're not picky, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, less picky. Tinder's for the not picky. And to me, Tinder kind of seems like, oh, you're, you just graduated high school and you can find, you're old enough to download Tinder. <laughs> so True. that's, that's that. also, yes, that's a thing also. <laughs> it's I, a beginner's dating app, if you will. Yeah. 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 Okay. What about Hinge? Hinge? I have actually never heard of that. Okay. All right. So if you're using Hinge, your assumption would be, what the heck are you doing? I don't even know what that is. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mutual. Mutual? Um, well, my assumption is you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and you're looking for somebody else who is. And, but also, if you're on mutual, my impression is you might be a little desperate. Desperate? Just a little bit. That's tea. That's tea. So wait, what makes you think that they're desperate if they're on mutual? Um, because, I don't know, when you're a member of the church, you have a lot of avenues to meet people in person. And so you may have not been successful in exploring those ways of doing things. And so you're turning to like what you can get, I guess. So mutual is a cop out is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> meet people in person and suck it up. Get off mutual is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> although it's not that easy, but it's whole. Yeah, that's easier said than done for sure for a lot of people. But that's fair. Yeah. Okay. How about Bumble? Bumble? I don't know. I know of Bumble. I don't know much about Bumble. Bumble um, is the one where the girls have to message first, I think. Ooh. Um, I don't even know what to think. I think of Bumblebees. You think of Bumblebees? Yeah, yeah, I think of that. I think that's what their logo is or something. something like that. Immediately, yeah. I don't even associate it as, as a dating app. I just, I think of Bumblebees. Yeah, yeah, I... I don't even, yeah, honestly, I just think, oh, cool, like a dating app that, I don't know, maybe seems slightly sketchy, but that's also kind of my opinion about most dating apps anyway, so. So your opinion is dating apps are sketchy. They can be sketchy. Okay. Not always. Important clarification. Okay, okay. And clearly you don't have any intention of, <laughs> of, no. of using any sort of dating app, Definitely but if not. you were going to, what would you, how would you design your profile? Because what I'm going to do is you're going to tell me that, and I'm going to tell you what my impression of you would be on oh that dating geez. app. It's going to be a, a, fun, <laughs> a fun little game here. Oh boy. Um, I would, if I'm on, I'd probably, well, I'd find a good picture of myself. Okay, um, that's good. That's a good first step. Definitely got to be a high-quality picture. Right. Um, Wait, I have some very important questions. Would this picture of you, would it have a filter? 
No, I'm not a filter person. Would it be partially or entirely covering your face? No. Would it have lots of other people in the photo? No. Okay. me. Well, congratulations. Can we get some more applause, Nate, please? Because you just passed the dating app uh, red flag list. <laughs> Curated by yours truly. I haven't had Tinder in a while, but I will say, and the immediate swipe left was if that photo had like a super heavy filter. Like you'd be surprised how many Snapchat filters that there would be on front covers. And I just didn't know what people looked like. And not that like looks are the most important thing, but I want to know who I'm meeting, True. you know? True. Don't you want to have a face to put to like whoever you're talking to at any given time? And True. I think that's what you're saying. Like they can be sketchy. I yeah. think I think you're right. And I feel like also if you can't see all their face or their face doesn't look like their face actually looks like, then it seems like they might be insecure. Oh, you're insecure. Can you put that in? Nate, just kidding. I know you can't because of copyright issues. I just think it'd be funny if we played like the One Direction, oh, yeah. the beginning of that song, <laughs> just in a, in a couple times. But you're right, because if there's anything covering your face, then maybe you're not proud of who you are. And I think that's kind of an essential for, for being in a relationship. Okay, so you would have a high quality image. You've got no filters, hashtag no filter, if you will, but that's cringe, so we won't. <laughs> Um, and, and you're, you're not going to have a lot of other people. So maybe you have a couple homies, you know, um, but, but you're not going to be in a crowd, right? You can tell who you are. Um, would you ever edit an image so that there's an arrow pointing to which one is you in the picture? Um, I feel like if you have to do that, maybe you should choose a different picture. Thank you. Can we get more applause, Nate? That was my pet peeve is when I would get on Tinder, there would be like a picture of like four people and there would be a red, like really badly drawn arrow pointing to one of them. And <laughs> I, that was my exact thought. If you have to choose a, you know, if you have to choose a picture where you have to literally label which one you are, pick a different one. Would your picture have someone else that's been like blurred out of it? Like, would you have a picture of you and your ex and her face is just literally blurred out? Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. See, I thought that would be a given, but apparently not. I cannot tell you how many I scrolled past that would just be like a really bad crop job. Like it's really like it's pixelated because of how zoomed in it's got to be to get out the other person. Or I've seen just scribbles scribbles over the other person's face and it seems needy and it seems desperate to me. It's like you really didn't have any other pictures that you could use. Yeah. Do you yeah. get my vibe? No, yeah, I totally get that. I, I feel like the same. Honestly, it's like your profile is about you. So make it about you. Right. Okay. Make I it like, like this. genuine. Make it like legit. How would you do that? Like oh. what, what p other pictures would you put in your profile? Um, what other pictures would I put? Oh, um, I'm, I would make sure that like my, my main picture is definitely me. Like I might include other pictures of me who doing things with other people. If I am like clear, like I, you can clearly see me in the right. picture. And if the picture reflects something that I like doing, like for example, oh. like hiking or like something like that. 
So in your profile, first picture, picture of you, good quality, you're alone or cl- the clear focal point, but then you've got maybe some hiking pictures or like what, what are some other things that you like doing that do you think pictures are a good way to communicate that? Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely think because pictures, like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Exactly. So a picture's got, it's going to have like a certain atmosphere. So if you choose a good picture, it'll put a get good atmosphere on you and what people's impression to you is. Mm, I see. Okay. So I think, I think our, our photo section solid. Like if you were to download an app right now, if you were to download, what, what would it be? If you're going to download an app, which one would you choose? I have no idea. They're all the worst. I would, they're all the but worst. if you had to. If I had to. Gun to your head and I say, you die unless <laughs> you download a dating app right now. I would probably choose mutual, but only because it's super prominent about around where I live. Okay, that's fair. And last thing, because I think I think that our guests have learned a lot today. You know, when you're on a date, you need to make good communication. You need to find common interests. You need to find common ground. If you must download a dating app, we know what kind of picture you 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 need. Um, what about the bio? What about the bio? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely got to be. It's got to be you. Make sure you proofread it. Thank you. So no typos <laughs> is what I'm hearing. No typos. Get your friends to help you proofread it. Get your friends, your good friends who you trust with this kind of stuff to help you. But make sure it's you. It's got to be you. It can't right. be your friend wrote it for you because that's, that's not That's you. not you. Yeah. It's not genuine. Okay. Well, last thing. You're writing a bio. What's it going to be? What's you? What's an example? Because I can only imagine the amount of our listeners who are eagerly listening to this with their headphones in, scribbling notes about how they should change their their Tinder profile right now. Give them an example because they're desperate. Oh, that's I've never written one. For <laughs> so Here's your chance. Here's my chance. Um. Know the kinds of things at least I would put in it were like things I'm interested in. Um, so hiking and hiking, hammocking, just outdoor things in general. Okay. Um, I love spending time with friends. I love being social. That I'm outgoing and um, I love connecting with other people. Honestly, just like beautiful, simple, straightforward stuff. I, you know what. You've won my favorable <laughs> impression. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think, I mean, dating apps are the worst. We know that. But if you're going, if you're going to download one, I think you've got some good guidelines. And th- for the audience, take notes. Seriously, <laughs> take notes. Have a good picture. Don't have any stupid arrows. Big red flag if your age in like the, the, on your picture doesn't match the one that you wrote in your own bio. If you have to write your own age and it's different, I know you've probably lied about your age at some point in time and make sure that whatever, however you connect with people, whether that's in person or on some dating app that may or may not be sketchy, make sure that you're finding common ground and having some good conversations. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Definitely agree with all that. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to today's episode of Dating with Sugar and Spice. We have loved having you on, Mason. Thank you for being our guest today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. And I like to always give 
um, my guests a chance to shout themselves out. Do you have any social media or anything that people could follow you on if they were interested? Oh, yeah. You can follow me on um, Instagram at Mason C. Francis. No dots, no, no, I guess I was going to say no spaces, but you can't really have spaces <laughs> on Instagram. But, yeah. And you may find Mason on Instagram, but you will not find him on Mutual, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, or any of the above. So make sure to follow him on Instagram if you want to get to know him more. And as always, you can follow me at app.sen. There's no spaces, but there's the dot. That's the between the AP and the SEN. I, I, I always say this, but I kind of hope I don't get any more followers because I never post. Um, <laughs> so actually don't follow me. Just worry about Mason for right now. Um, and remember, if you're downloading Hinge, stop it. <laughs>